Welcome to the Art of Custom from Hibbs Homes. Sponsored by Pella Window and Doors and Ferguson Bath Kitchen and Lighting Gallery. In this episode, Kim talks again with Melody Miner and Chris Pedigo, but this time it's all about building a high-performance home. They discuss everything that goes into making your home efficient and comfortable. Plus, you'll also get to hear from a few experts in the field. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 6. This is also Part 2 of our conversation with our Director of Construction and Director of Sales, Chris Pedigo, with Hibbs Homes. And we have Melody Miner, who handles our marketing for Hibbs Homes, back with us as well. We had so much fun talking custom construction the last time, we thought we'd keep the band together and talk more specifically this time, though, about green construction. Also, I prefer the term high performance. And Chris, there's really no difference, right? It's interchangeable. It really is. The only real difference, if you're splitting hairs there, are when you're talking high performance, you're talking more more strictly about the performance of the home and the energy consumption and that kind of thing. When you talk green construction, it involves not only the high performance, but green also encompasses the environmental impact and water management and things like that. And Melody, from a marketing standpoint, I know that the industry started to try to get away from using the term green a little bit because green had a connotation that maybe a lot of builders and those in the industry didn't want to associate with construction. I think that's why they want high performance. Well, and I think there was a period of time where there was a lot of greenwashing going on. And so people weren't prepared to accept, you know, this is a green home as a truth. And so talking about the performance elements of it, you know, the way that the systems run and how it's a holistic design, so everything is running in sync, it turns out that it's better for the people who live there and it's also better for the planet. But not focusing on that green component of it I think people feel more comfortable. Yeah, no, I agree. And as we go along on this episode, we're going to talk about a lot of different things from the comfort and health of a high-performance home to the certifications and, and how we measure the energy savings. So it's kind of Green Building 101. And throughout the program, we're going to hear from three really prominent experts in the high performance space. Gene Meyer, he is president of Thrive Homes. They're based in the Denver, Colorado area. A little bit more of a production type builder than we are. Nevertheless, he's very focused on building a high-performance home. We're also going to talk to a good friend of ours back here in the uh, St. Louis area, Matt Belcher with Vertitech Solutions well-known around the industry, well-known around the country for what he has done for the construction industry when it comes to high-performance homes. And then a new voice to Hibbs Homes in our podcast series is a gentleman by the name of Ryan Mears. He's with ResNet. And that's the entity that we use to performance test some of our homes. So Chris, let's just jump right in. Where do we start when thinking about building a high-performance home? I always think that there's four main components. There's the wall assembly, there's the insulation, there's the windows, and there's the HVAC package. Yeah, that pretty much encompasses most of the components of making a home high performance. You know, there's a few other things that we take into consideration there so far as the actual performance of the home, not from an energy consumption standpoint, but from a longevity standpoint and making sure that the home is 
basically flashed and, and, you know, water management and things like that. But that's the four main components. Because if you think about it, the wall assembly is critical. We like to build when all possible with two by six walls versus two by four walls, because it allows us to upgrade our insulation package within that wall. So this is something that needs to be brought up to the homeowner at the very beginning. It is. And some of that is distinct for each home. I mean, then some of that depends on how long is that homeowner going to live in that house? What are their goals? How do they want to spend their money? What is the payback for that money that you're going to spend? Is this going to something that you're going to recoup your money in five years? Is this a 20-year recoup? You know, some people are building their lifetime home and I'm going to live in this home for the next 30 years, then something that's a 20-year payback makes great sense. Some things that may be a longer payback, we may advise they do anyway. You know, there may be health benefits. There may be comfort benefits that even though the payback is a a long-term payback, it's still worth it even if you're not going to recoup all that money. So there's there's a lot of things to balance there to make sure you get the right balance between performance and budget and quality. And Melody, we're seeing a lot of builders in this day and age focus on healthy homes or indoor air quality, which, you know, in light of the recent pandemic, I think a lot of people have that top of mind. And that's something that we focused on for years. Right. And I think the best way to describe what indoor air quality means is, you know, when you walk into a new home that's conventionally built, you can smell the paint gassing off, Mm -hmm. the cabinets gassing off. The HVAC maybe isn't running and cleaning out the air. It's that new home smell. Well, you don't really want that because what that is, is that's chemicals being released into the air, you know, and that means that your HVAC isn't cycling. So the indoor air quality, that component, it's like not having that new home smell and just coming in and it's Ah, it's clean. There's a, a saying in our industry, Chris, you know this well, build it tight and ventilate it right. And it really is true. That's almost the basis for what we're talking about here. We want to build a tight home so we can control the air that comes in and the air that goes out because we want to make sure that we're delivering a home that is extremely efficient. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, it's it's, it's a whole system that works together. So when you build a, a green home and it is so tight, you ventilate that air out, you need to get those contaminants out. But you also have to bring that fresh air in to make that air up. And so, you know, how we bring that fresh air in and and what you do with that air that comes in, you know, you condition it, you know, do you exchange it and so you don't lose energy bringing cold air into a warm system. You can humidify that air or dehumidify it. You can purify it. When you look at that indoor air quality, you have to design the whole system to work together because if you're missing one component, you lose everything that you're trying to do. So my question is, is that a passive process or do I as a homeowner have to go in and flip a switch every time I want to ventilate it? It's a combination. We do have exhaust fans that will be set on a timer that can they can run periodically. Some of them are a manual. Hey, you have to remember, you have to turn your range hood on when you're cooking if you're going to exhaust that. And it's not only grease and the cooking smell when you're cooking, but you're introducing humidity and things like that when you cook. A lot of the intake is automatic. You know, that all that stuff works with the HVAC system and, and that all works together. But there are things that are manual. I was going to say, we focus too, Melody, on, on moisture control is very important for us. And so that's why in our bathrooms, we really want to have a bath fan on either a timer, so when you are about to take a shower, you simply punch 20 minutes, or a humidistat, so if if there's moisture in the bathroom, it's automatically going to exhaust out. Now that we're kind of talking about the HVAC system, let's focus on that a little bit more, because they're making systems so much more efficient now, whether it's the furnace, whether it's a geothermal system, whether it's your condenser on the outside, these systems are becoming so efficient that there's a notable difference in not only the performance, but also just your your monthly utility bills. Absolutely. And part of that comes into play when we are designing the home and designing the systems. 
what was a huge energy savings on, you know, some of the, like the geothermal and things like that 10 years ago, the actual electric units and the gas units that we're using now are catching up with that efficiency. So you really have to balance the pros and cons. Talking specifically about geothermal, that's where you use the constant temperature of the earth, five feet or below, and it's usually about 55 degrees to help heat and cool your house. So basically you're putting an air handler in the house and you're either extracting the warm air out of the ground in the winter and using it to heat the house, or you're taking the warm air in the house and dumping it back into the earth during the summer, kind of in a reverse fashion. That's what a geothermal heat pump will do. And it's very efficient, probably the most efficient system there is out there. They're rather pricey, and the reason they're pricey is because you have the loops. You either have to drill down a couple of hundred feet, you have to use a pond, you can do it vertical with your loops, but you have to have a component to deliver the heating and cooling to and from the house. Now, there are tax credits available for some of this high-performance equipment that we're talking about. That's where you really should consult with your builder. Your builder should know what some of these tax credits are and be able to pass that information on to you. But HVAC system is one of the most important things we talk about because you want to make sure that the builder understands the, the, the level of performance you're looking for in your equipment, sealing the ductwork so you don't have leakage. If you're supposed to have a certain CFM going to your rooms, you want that CFM to delivered so that room is comfortable. What's a um, CFM? Uh, it's it's the, the amount of air that's being delivered into the room at a time. Cubic feet per minute is, is what it stands for. But by sealing the ductwork, we're making sure that there's nothing that's leaking out on its way there, and it's being delivered at the proper CFM to the rooms. So it keeps the upstairs the same temperature as yes, the downstairs. Yes, 100%. And, and that's gotcha. one of the benefits to the way we build a house. We tell our clients our homes are going to be much more comfortable room to room, floor to floor, because of the way we build, the ceiling of the ducts, the equipment. We're using a lot of equipment that has what's called a variable speed fan. But the reason you want to go variable speed is it's going to be delivering heating and cooling more constantly throughout the house. So it's not on and then off, on and then off, which means it's going to go through your returns more frequently and as that air goes through return back through your furnace, we do an upgraded filter instead of those small little one-inch filters. We use a minimum of a good four-inch filter, so it's going to clean the air better. So like Chris said, this is a system. If it's all working together, it's delivering a product that is much more comfortable, much more efficient, that's going to save you utility dollars every single month. And it's just the indoor air quality is much cleaner as well. So that probably ties into solar orientation and placement of rooms and windows. I'm glad you brought that up. We should have started with that at the very beginning because it really does, when you think about where you're going to build this house, the first thing you should do when you meet with the architect is decide, how are we going to place this house on the site to take advantage of the various solar angles. Because number one, you wanna bring the sun in when you want it, but you wanna block the sun when you don't want it. You can do that with landscaping, you can do that with overhangs, you can do that with windows, you can do that with the house placement. So it's very critical to think about where we're placing the house on the lot, what are the overhangs, where are the windows? It's all gotta play you know, in, into one big picture. We talked a little bit earlier about the two by four versus two by six walls, and the two by six allows us to get more of an insulation package into the walls. And, and of course, the insulation package means a higher R value, which means we're keeping more of the heat in the house during the winter, and we're keeping more of the cooling in the house during the summer. But there's another factor as well. A very thorough caulk and seal package, Chris, is something that we do. We also build with what are called raised heels for our roof trusses. And these are these things you can 
talk to your builder about and make sure that they understand what level of home you want built. But one of the benefits of a two by six wall with an upgraded insulation package is it makes the house much more quiet. And in this day and age, we're getting a lot of clients who ask us what they can do just for that. So it's another one of the benefits to kind of building the way we build. Well, the caulk and seal is very important, no matter how tight your wall system is. If there's room for air to get around it, then that's eliminating the advantages that you have in that insulated wall panel. So some of your typical places that you would normally have air leakage in a house are where, so where the house joins the concrete, where wood meets the concrete. That concrete's never perfectly flat and the wood's never perfectly straight. So there's air gaps there. You get the same thing where your first floor walls sit down onto your floor and where your floor, where your different levels of floors come together. So you have gaps there. So a thorough caulk and seal package where we come through and, and we seal those plates down to the concrete. Then we come behind that and we seal the plates down to the subfloor and we do a foam spray that seals basically your subfloor down to the concrete. Eliminating those air leaks is key to getting that house to actually perform. If you have a very thorough insulation package and your, your attic insulation, like you said, you have your raised heels, which allows you to get a full depth of insulation above your wall package. If you have all those, but you don't have the caulk and seal package to go with it, then you're losing all that that air anyway, and it's not doing you any good. So it has to be a complete system. To your point there, and, and the sound insulation, not only the, the sound from the exterior, but when you design your, your sound insulation package, we will do a lot of uh, sound insulation inside the home between maintenance rooms, I'll call them, and, and living spaces. So between your laundry rooms and your, and your main room, or between, say, bathrooms and bedrooms, you know, do a sound insulation package in there as well. And that comes into that whole overall comfort level. When we design that in, then, you know, you're not sitting in the living room wishing that you couldn't hear the shower. You know, you're trying to watch TV and that somebody's in the shower in the next room and, you know, it eliminates being able to hear. Well, and windows play a key role in that as well. Sure. Yeah, w- windows is very important. And that's why we, of course, focus on windows. And, and you know, one of our sponsors is Pella this year. We're a big fan of Pella for many different reasons. But to your point, it's a good quality window that helps not only with the performance of the home, the energy efficiency of the home, but also the noise level of the home. So windows is something that, that I truly believe that most potential people who want to build a home don't focus on. And it doesn't just have to be a double hung window. If you have casement windows that you can crank out and mm-hmm. get nice breezes in the spring and save money on heating and cooling costs and yeah. not have to kick on your AC as soon as maybe your neighbor does. No, you're absolutely right. It's the walls, it's the windows, it's the insulation, it's the HVAC. Those are some of the key components which you really need to focus on on this house. This podcast is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors. Pella is the industry leader in innovation and style. Windows have become a key element in home design, and Pella has the product and professionals to guide you to your perfect solution. Pella is cutting edge in energy efficiency, durability, and performance. If you're tired of looking through screens, check out the Pella Integrated Roll Screen that you won't see until you need it. Pella offers the broadest selection of premium products to meet any budget and any design inspiration. Allow Pella to show you what they can do to improve the style and comfort of your home. With Pella's limited lifetime warranty, you won't have to worry about windows and doors again. Call 314-714-0100 to make an appointment or visit our showroom in Chesterfield Valley.
When you build a home like this, not only are they much more energy efficient, but also the way we build our homes, you're going to have less maintenance. You're not going to have to worry about, you know, spending your weekend fixing your home and going to Lowe's and Home Depot and and all the time that goes with it. They will appraise for more, which means down the road on the resale, you're going to have a home that in theory should sell for more as well, especially the homes that we have rated with what we call a HERS rating, Home Energy Rating system. It's a whole system that goes into rating the home and you actually have a number. A code-built home today has a number of an 85. The homes that we're building today have a number usually in the low 40s. So that simply means compared to a code-built home, our homes now are about 40 to 50% more efficient than a code-built home. And this is a nationwide program. So it's not just HIPS homes. We have listeners, they can find a ResNet builder. When did HIPS homes decide to become a ResNet builder? Oh my gosh, it's been years ago. And we've been rating our homes through ResNet for probably close to 15 years now. We've done some homes that have been down in the 20s. Those are basically homes that you can take you to net zero by adding solar panels. And what I mean by net zero is you're producing as much energy as you're consuming. So in theory, your your heating and cooling bills, your utility bills for the year should be zero. That's what net zero means. So really what, what takes that home that we built, the active house home over in Webster Groves, the first of its kind in North America, from a 29 to a net zero is, is just adding solar panels to it. Ryan Mears, he's one of the leading I say researchers, I'm not sure if that's the right term, but he's just well-respected in the industry when it comes to understanding high-performance homes and how to build them and how to monitor them. I've had some great conversations with Ryan over the years about just that, what goes into building a quality home. So now you find yourself as program director for the ResNet program. Tell us a little bit about not only your job, but also ResNet. Yeah, so ResNet is a national nonprofit Primarily what I do is a number of programs. One of our big ones, our, our newest one is actually water efficiency. And then I, I also do some work on the on the energy code side and also in the real estate market with appraisers and, and realtors and understanding what the HERS index is, how they can market it, how appraisers can provide value for an energy efficient home. I do want to talk about the Energy Smart Program because we're fortunate to be one of the builders as far as the Energy Smart Program, but you mentioned the HERS rating. Let me have you give a quick explanation of what that is, set it up a little bit. So HERS is Home Energy Rating System. It's basically the flagship product of ResNet, and it's a way that homeowners can compare the energy efficiency of a home they're looking to purchase. So at its basic level, it's a scale from zero to 100 100 is basically what we call the reference home. And that home roughly represents, roughly using 2006 construction practices. And so any home that is built more efficient than that home will score lower all the way down till you get to a, a zero, which we, we consider a net zero home. That home not only is very efficient in terms of its building envelope and its mechanical systems, but it also has to have some type of renewable energy in order to get all the way down to a net zero home. The Energy Smart Builder Program is basically a way for builders to say that we have committed to building all of our homes as HERS rated energy efficient homes. And that's really what attracts builders to it. You know, there's many builders on the market that will offer a HERS rating as an upgrade 
or they'll offer it as as another option. A prospective home buyer comes in and they're looking at, you know, what what options does this builder have? If the buyer is interested in energy efficiency, they'll say, oh, well, we could offer you a HERS rating. And in those cases, you have a builder who's, you know, some of their homes may be HERS rated. Some of them may just be, you know, minimum code homes. But builders that are part of the Energy Smart Builder Program are saying, We've committed to doing all our homes as energy efficient HERS rated homes. It's not an option. It's not an upgrade. It's a significant representation of your commitment to energy efficiency and sustainability that you're saying we can do all of our homes as energy efficient. Builders that step up and decide to do that are really setting themselves apart in the market where other builders may not be offering any energy efficiency features in their homes or very few, but to commit to everything lets that prospective home buyer know no matter you know whether I'm purchasing a, a home that's already been built or I want a custom home they know that the builder that they're working with that's an energy smart builder is going to give them an energy efficient home so many homeowners are going to see additional value for that home at resale a recent study that was done using hers data that was done by not a small organization Freddie Mac one of the you know the giant mortgage backing companies they did a study looking at thousands of HERS rated homes and comparing them to similar unrated homes for a total of about 450,000 homes that were actually part of the study. And they found on average, a HERS rated home sold for 2.7% more Hmm. than the same unrated home. And for homes that were even more efficient, getting into the 40s or even the 50s, those homes are way better than the national average, which is a 61 So those homeowners can really expect to see even more value for that investment. One of the other really serious benefits that I typically talk about when I talk about HERS rated homes that you can't put a dollar value on is comfort. And by that, I mean, sometimes you you have a house and you're like, oh, you know, the basement's always cold or this bonus room above the garage is always hot or this room is really drafty. When you get an energy efficient HERS rated home, you don't have that big swing. You know, you have a generally balanced mechanical ventilation. You have a really good envelope that's sealed, reduces those drafts, reduces these one room is cold, one room is hot. So that's the kind of thing you can't really, you can't put a dollar value on, but to be able to provide the homeowner that and not worry about a a callback is hard to put a value on. What goes into determining the HERS score? Yeah, so there's a lot. There's significant things that go into it. When we pull data out of our registry, we can get over a thousand data points on one home. So there's a lot that goes into it, but let's look at just some of the bigger items that are more obvious. So your walls, ceilings, floors, your entire building envelope, is it well sealed to reduce air infiltration? And is it insulated well? What kind of windows are putting in, you know, the solar heat gain coefficient and the U values of those windows? How good are they? Are they are they double pane or triple pane? And then the mechanical system. Is it a high efficiency furnace, a high efficiency air conditioner? And in some cases, depending on where you're building in the country, in the north makes a lot of sense that you have a very high efficient furnace. In the south makes a lot of sense you have a real high efficient air conditioner. So the building envelope, the mechanical systems, and then you're going to test that ductwork to make sure it's not leaking. You're going to test that envelope to make sure it's not leaky as well. The HERS Raider is really that extra set of eyes. It's not just a builder coming in and saying, yeah, I'm building an energy efficient home. I put in these good windows or I put in Energy Star appliances and that makes it an energy efficient home. 
the HERS rating is saying, not only am I building an energy efficient home, but I'm having an independent third party come in and verify that this house is built energy efficiently. And so that's kind of where the rubber meets the road with, with HERS ratings is that it's not just the builder making the claim, it's third party verified. There's been a rating, there's been a blower door test and a duct leakage test, and there's been a pre-drywall inspection. And that builder knows, and the HERS rater knows that that's an energy efficient home and any prospective home buyer will know. So Kim, you just talked about the active house in Webster Groves, and you know we were talking about building all over the United States. And the reason that the active house crew chose St. Louis was because we have such variable climate that mm-hmm. we could create a prototype that could be translated north, south, east, and west. And Matt Belcher was a huge part of that program. Chris and I have known Matt for many years. Just a great guy. I met Matt back at, through the uh, the St. Louis Home Builders Association. Matt was actually part of the Green Building Council. Made friends with Matt and, and really after learning how he he was building and understanding to what levels he was building to, that's what got me interested in building high-performance homes. Matt was very active in the active house projects. As a matter of fact, he's the one that secured it for you know, North America. And then he said, heck, I'm not going to let you know one of the coasts have it because you know everything always starts on the coast, right? East coast, west coast, and work its way to the Midwest. He said, uh-uh, I want to build that house in the Midwest because to your point, we're in climate zone four. There's several different climate zones around the country. Climate zone four may be the most difficult to build in across the country. You've got hot, humid summers. You've got cold, dry winters. We've got tornadoes. We've got earthquakes. We've got it all right here. So we thought this would be the perfect place to build that prototype because they're monitoring that house to see how it performs in many different levels. Again, Matt's a good friend of mine. We talk green construction. He's just been a great resource for me over the years. I grew up in the business. My dad was in the industry, in the lumber industry, and built homes on the side. And professionally, I've been doing this, I hate to say it, 40 years. And both in industrial construction and commercial. I was a building official, as you know, for a number of years. Ran the inspection department in St. Louis County and left my good government job and started building back in 93. And that's what I do. You know, sawdust is my glitter, as they say. And we were building energy-efficient homes back in the early 90s just because it created a niche for us. Um, we were able to uh, create a marketing plan selling homes that perform better than the competition, especially from a resale standpoint. We'd always tell our prospective buyers, you know, if, if you ever put this house on the market and an agent is going to bring a potential buyer here and you're competing against five or ten other homes in your price point in this market. But if you can demonstrate this house costs much less to operate, it's worth a little bit more, obviously, what house are you going to buy? So most buyers don't think about closing costs, much less what it costs to live and operate uh, and maintain that home. But you know, if you can show that investment side of things, well, you're far better off for it. And the quality that goes with it is inherited. It's better for everybody, better for the industry, but certainly for uh, the builder's reputation too. You know, high quality is never a a bad thing. It just so happens with the materials we build with now, it's just a green prospect from the start. They're more sustainable, readily renewable resources, et cetera, and healthier, of course, for the occupants. So it's just a natural fit. So Matt, let me ask you this question, because sometimes when you hear the term green or high performance, 
you automatically scare people because they either think you're trying to save the trees and save the whales, or they think you're going to build them some sort of a dome or something. So, exactly. So help me can communicate what we as high performance builders really are all about. You know, it, the old adage that I've always used is, you can have quality without green, but you cannot have green without quality. And it, the fact of the matter is, it's just a higher quality product now, just now, after 10, 12, 15 years, you know, the lender community is really starting to get engaged because there's a lot more record out there of performance. And uh, now, finally, we're getting appraisers engaged because obviously that appraisal is the keystone of mm-hmm. the financing avalanche. Uh, but if it's a better investment, and typically a home is the biggest investment for our clients, uh, it's hard to argue against that. Many studies have been done out there that say homeowners or prospective homeowners are willing to spend 3%, 5%, which equates to about $10,000 yeah. or yep. so. Yes. And it's a smart investment, correct? Oh, no doubt about it. And again, 99% of everyone, that home is your biggest investment. You know, if you're going to spend $350,000 on a home, you know, if you were going to take that same three hundred and fifty grand and put it in the stock market for 15 or 30 years, which is the length of a mortgage, you know, you'd want it to perform as well as it could. So why not your biggest investment? It all starts with good design. Most people have an idea of the square footage on it. But as you well know, the homes we design now, just by better use of daylighting and room sizing and traffic flows and, and just efficiencies of the plans, the design, uh, you can take a 2,000-square-foot a house and make it feel like a 2,800-square-foot house. Although, with a 2,000-square-foot house, we can make that thing net zero ready without even trying hard anymore. We talked a little bit about healthy homes being a Mm -hmm. component of green homes. And uh, Gene Meyer is a builder up in Colorado, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned. And that's part of their focus is building healthier homes for families. And it's interesting because when I first met Gene, the codes back 10 years ago we're not driving the average builder to build a high-performance home. So Gene was out in front of everybody. We were out in front of everybody. There's several builders across the country who are just building better homes because of their philosophy and their procedures and processes. So that's how I first met Gene. But as Chris and I talked about, the codes are changing now, and they're making that the difference between you know builders more and more obsolete because they're forcing decisions to be made during the construction process that's leveling that playing field. Well, Gene was one of the first, even before the pandemic, he was one of the first that came out saying, okay, if codes are taking me in that direction, I still want to differentiate who we are from these other builders. And I'm going to do that by really focusing on healthy homes. And that's what Thrive is focusing on right now, healthy homes. So Thrive is a privately owned builder. I, along with three of my employees, own the company and We build somewhere between 150 and 200 houses a year. We have three legs to our brand, efficient for energy efficiency, healthy for indoor air quality, local. Health is especially a place where it's just sort of known for snake oil salesmen. And and so we didn't want to be subject to making up a scare tactic and then riding to the rescue with a solution. And so... We really doubled down on our EPA Indoor Air Plus program, which those uh, standards are coming out of the national labs. And what I feel good about when we sign on to a program like that is that this is the best 
information that builders have. By the way, it's all free. You know, all this information we pay for with our taxes. So this was a natural for us to just hitch our wagon to that. And there are other programs out there, Wellness Within Your Walls, the Well Building Institute. And, you know, my attitude is this. The federal government has no axe to grind. There's no profit to be made by them. I think we're getting the straight scoop from the labs. And so we've adopted their recommendations and then added to it where we thought it was appropriate to our our situation. We're in a really hot radon zone. So uh, all of our houses come with active radon uh, ventilation. I can truly tell how much you love what you do. You love the quality you put into your homes and you want to continue to upgrade and update and do everything you can to put your homeowners into a healthy environment. Well, I mean, if we're not as builders focused on that, shame on us, because we really do have control to a large degree over the environment that our people live in. Yes, we're product focused and yes, we're competitive focused, but most of all, uh, we build houses for people. How great is it just to approach that you want to do the right thing for your customer? You know, regardless of your politics or your philosophy on global warming, we've got issues that housing can address uh, with respect to the impact on the environment. And so I think that the code advancement is inevitable. And I'm just so grateful that we've had plenty of time to figure out what works and what's our way of doing it. We already build a high performance home with good, clean indoor air quality, but I like your idea to kind of up our game in that area a little bit more. So my takeaway is we are going to do that. We're going to look at some of these other options because I think you're right, especially in light of what is going on today with the pandemic. You know, it's, we owe it to the families we're building these homes for to make sure we're putting them in the environment that is totally the best for them and their family to thrive. Thus, the name change back in 2015. Where do you go from here? How do you stay ahead of the curve I really believe that we have so much that we can do better. The holy grail for me would be to deliver high-performance homes at affordable prices. Right, I agree. And nobody needs a low-energy bill and a healthy home more than a low-income family. And So we just are continuing to strive to design simpler, more constructible, more affordable, beautiful, high-performance homes. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Count on the experts at Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery to help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in together. Shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to discover stunning products from the comfort of your own home. We've had some clients come to us to manage allergy problems, to keep the air cleaner. And this was pre-pandemic, but we're starting to see more people paying attention to that now. They are, and especially if you think about the St. Louis area and in the in the fall and in the spring, the allergens that are in the air here. So you're absolutely right. We had a client that moved up from Texas uh, several years ago. One of their kids had a pretty severe asthma, so we had to really test a lot of the material that was going into the house before we put it into the house. We had to test the paint, the stains, the carpeting, the flooring, a lot of different things because we wanted to make sure that there was no adverse reaction before they moved in. 
that leads me to certifications, though. If you're building a high-performance home or a green home, you don't have to get it certified, do you? Or do you recommend that? Or If you're going through all the trouble to, to build this home, why not get it certified? There's lots of different levels across the country. There's Energy Star. There's you know the HERS rating. I mean, there's LEED. There, there's a lot of different options out there for you. Here's why I recommend it. If you can show somebody that this home was built to a certain standard, there's studies out there that prove that these homes are worth more. So why not get get that certification that goes along with it. I think that probably within the next maybe 10, 15 years, that that HERS score is going to be required on all homes. It's almost like a miles per gallon sticker, if you will, on cars. And that way it allows the homeowner to kind of compare apples to apples, if you will. And you have Chris going in and making sure that all these standards are met. Right. As a, we're a ResNet certified builder, mm-hmm. and we're also Comfort Built certified, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Comfort Built, that's new to me. I came back and you guys had gone down <laughs> this path. So tell me, how that happened. So Comfort Built was a- another way that we, I guess, verify, if you will, our homes and how they're built differently. We got into that program, again, because of another relationship that I made with uh, some individuals with Owens Corning. So Owens Corning is really in charge of the Comfort Built product. They've got building scientists back in Ohio that focus exclusively on what are the better ways to build a high-performance home. They've come to our market in St. Louis and they've viewed the homes we've built. We've sent some of our personnel out to Ohio to take part in some of their seminars with their building scientists to understand the better ways to build. So it's just another verification process that allows us to build and deliver high-performance homes to our clients. So all roads lead to building a better home, and part of it really does you know, come down to that inspection process. Now, Chris, you and I both know that when we're building our homes, there are many inspections that we have with the local municipality, but building a home to a certain certification level, we also are subject to, to more inspections. Talk about that a little bit. Correct. Yeah. You, you know, depending on what level you're taking it to, you know, there are different inspections that you have your radar involved with during the process in the, in the rough mechanical phase, you know, they'll come out and do inspections and, and on certain cases, they'll do testing on your ductwork and things like that. And then at the end, always the blower door test, you know, that they come back and actually seal up the house and put a blower on the front door and see what the air exchange is that you're actually getting. So there are tests that come along with that. Going back to episode four of this season, we talked about how a high-performance home is viewed a little bit differently by lenders. So they will allow you to spend a little bit more in a high-performance home. And I usually tell people, you know, studies have been done. It's usually 3%, maybe 5% difference in pricing somewhere in there. But it's also been proven that these homes are going to save you much more on your monthly operation. So the trade-off is certainly worth it. And then the lender also understands that, okay, I'm going to be able to lend them a little bit more on this particular home because I know that the monthly operating costs, which are considered when the lender is looking at the big picture as far as what they're going to lend you, what you qualify for, because they know your monthly heating and cooling bills are going to be less in the long run, it, it really pays off to think about going that route. And so how do I find someone 
anywhere I'm at in the United States? What do I look for? I mean, obviously, you can go on the ResNet website, and they have a list of their builders who are, are qualified. Same with uh, Energy Star builders. Most builders, you'll be able to tell by their website what their dedication is to high-performance or green building. They'll talk about their various certifications. They'll talk about the different programs that they build to. Melody, Chris, thank you very much for your time. Another really good conversation. I want to remind our listeners that we have an important download that you might want to check out on our show notes. It's a guide to cost savings when building green. So that should be something that's very interesting. I mentioned it's going to cost you a little bit more to build green, but I promise you the savings are going to be worth it. So check out the guide to cost savings when building green on show notes. Our phone number, don't forget the phone number. Call us with any questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. 314-266-9709. Coming up on our next episode, we're going to be talking about selections and finishes and how to personalize the design. We're finally getting on to what some people are going to consider the funnest part of the project. We can't wait to see you then. For more information, visit www.artofcustompodcast.com or find us on Facebook as The Art of Custom and on Twitter at Art of Custom Pod. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest episodes and please rate and review to help us grow. The Art of Custom is produced by Hug Monster Sound with original music by Adam Frick-Verdine. Thanks for listening.